tomorrow at the Witten Oval, 3 o'clock in the AFLW, 310. It's the Pride Games celebrating inclusiveness, gender diversity and the welcoming of all people, no matter of their sexual orientation. It's free entry and plenty of pre-game entertainment and the fan zone as well. It's also a very important game for the Western Bulldogs. Their coach, Nathan Burke, joins us here on SEN. Berkey, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jack. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm good. Third instalment of this Pride game. I know it'll be your first as Bulldogs coach, but it's something that the club are really passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, started this uh, quite a few years ago now, and it's been building and building each year. And uh, the girls do look forward to it in terms of the look at the fixture, when's it coming up, and it's uh, just... uh, well, the, the word is pride. Uh, mm. They certainly take a lot of pride in, in uh, playing in the game. And for your charges, some good news at the selection table. Brooke Lachlan, we, we haven't seen uh, and has been battling her way back. And Izzy Huntington back in this week. Yeah, good news for Brooke. She's our uh, vice captain this year, so she got that honour and then <laughs> got a little bit of an injury. Couldn't play in the first two rounds. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're wrapped to have her back. And unfortunately, uh, Izzy Huntington copped a bit of a knock in the in the noodle in the uh, very first game against the Saints. So she had a rest with concussion issues and uh, back this week. So two good experienced players back in. Uh, yeah, I certainly, uh, when I look at the team sheet, it gives me a little bit of a smile. Do you, oh, I'm sure it does because they're two very good players. Do you, especially now with the protocols that go on for concussion, Berkey, do you wish that it was like that way when you were playing? <laughs> no, because I probably wouldn't have played very much. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm quite happy with the way that it used to be because I mean I played footy and <laughs> now I look back and think, uh, goodness me, if they had these protocols back then, uh, probably would have missed quite a few more games. But uh, yeah, they're, they're very, very strict. You, you you do a slight amount of exercise and you wait 24 hours and another bit of exercise. And any setback, you pretty much go right back to the start. So uh, you can be guaranteed now that if a player's coming back from a concussion, they're completely over it. And, and that's the way that it, it, it should be. And um, yeah, moving forward, I think we, we'll probably get even more stringent on the protocols. But uh, yeah, the doctors at the moment do an amazing job. And it seems to always err on the side of caution now, which I think is the, you know different to a hamstring or a calf or something like that where you might take a chance. It seems like there's no chances taken with concussion. Yeah, absolutely no chance. And the good thing is that uh, it's completely taken out of the hands of the coaching staff. Because, uh, <laughs> yes. I look at Izzy during the week and say, hey, you're looking pretty good. How are you feeling? And she says, yeah, I'm feeling good. And that would be good enough for me to put her back in the team. <laughs> but uh, I don't get a say on that. I wait for the medical staff to come back and say she has passed all the protocols and now you can pick her. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's good that it's in the hands of the professionals and not... Uh, Nufties like me who would just roll them out there. Yeah, week in, week out. Tom, the loss last week to the Demons, what, what did you take away from it? The conditions were, were obviously not ideal from that point of view. Was it just the, was it at times the experience of, of Melbourne that just saw, some through, saw them through some difficult periods in the game? Yeah, no doubt the, the experience and, and uh, the way Melbourne are playing at the moment, they, they've been working on that for the last three years. The, the nucleus of their team has been maintained. They've added some players who can actually enhance that. So I think what we saw is a, a really well-drilled team, know how to play, their the conditions suited the, the bigger bodies and putting the players behind the ball against a team who's, uh, you know, we're, we're still working that out a little bit. Mm. Um, the way that we want to play, you, you certainly don't practice the whole preseason to play in those conditions. Uh, especially over a summer sport like this. So they're new to the way that we want to play. Um, we will work on that, that sort of game as 
as we sort of get a little bit more experience. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit new for us. I think you, you saw a team who's really well drilled at that against a team who's still learning their way. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to play them again on a dry day yep. see what happens. But, um, yeah, they were just too good for us last Friday. I had a feeling you might say that. Nathan Burke joining us on SEN. Um, the conversation this week, Berkey, that came out of last week's game uh, with Carlton and, and Collingwood and Stacey Livingston and, and Taylor Harris, I mean, depending on who you talk to, there were parts of it that were taken out of context. But the, the actual conversation that has gone on in the early part of this week, is, is, is it helpful for the competition in your eyes to, to have it debated whether it was the right thing to say, the wrong thing to say, et cetera? Well, it's probably not helpful for us to fire up the opposition's key forwards no. before we play them <laughs> this week. So I wish you had to probably waited another <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> that would have been nice. Um, but I, I think it is. I know uh, Rob, I wrote a, an article in, in the Herald Sun and, and we could debate the merits of whether it was fair and it, and it wasn't fair. Uh, for much of what I saw, probably wasn't that fair. But um, I think it's also a signal of a, a different era that we're coming into now. The first three years, it's all been... You know, very, very positive, a lot of fluff pieces written. Uh, if we're going to be taken seriously as a professional elite sport, well, then we've got to cope with the slings and the arrows as, as long as they are you know, well-aimed. Yep. Then I think it's probably a, a good thing for the sport. So, um, yeah, it's going to hold us accountable to make sure that we do the right things, that we are improving. And if we don't do the right things, well, then, you know, that will be called out. So uh, I think what we're seeing is a bit of a, a changing in the guard. And uh, whilst it might be a little bit more uncomfortable for some people in AFLW, I think it's going to be a good thing. And the players are understanding of that? Yes, I think so. Um, well, we did, we did make mention of it to the players. Yep. Um, because some of them see their friends being spoken about and naturally they roll up against that and it gets them angry. Um, but we've just got to say, hang on, this, this is a landscape of professional sport that uh, you've been pretty lucky to have escaped. Apart from the you know, idiot trolls on, on um, Twitter that yeah. they have to contend with all the time, but this is mainstream media. The mainstream media has been you know, quite on their side. Um, so it is a changing of guard and, and you've just got to say that you know, there, there'll be benefits that come along with that and there will be downsides. It just means that we have to be uh, much more focused on, on getting things right. Uh, Berkey, before I let you go, I don't know if you had a chance to get out to Moorabbin last night. I was there and opened the show with talking about how good it was and St Kilda fans and footy fans in general loved it. If, did you get along and if not, did you get a chance to have a look and, and what did you make of footy being back at a place that's very special to you? Um, unfortunately, no, I didn't get home till, from training until about 10.30 last night, uh, oh, yeah. preparing for a game tomorrow. So, Mr. I did hear the last half an hour of uh, the, the, the call, which sounded really good. And I was listening to Gary and Tim driving around this morning, and a lot of the calls were, were very, very positive. And um, the good thing is I, I saw 8,000 people there in round one of AFLW, so I could picture in my mind... Yep exactly what it looked like with 8,000 people there last night. Um, I'm tipping they were slightly different demographic crowd and the, the beer sales apparently went slightly more than the AFLW crowd. And <laughs> different atmosphere. But, um, yeah, they, they certainly did a, a wonderful job in presenting uh, the old place for the AFLW and I'm sure it was no different last night. Uh, it was very, very special. Berkey, thanks for your time today. Great to have you on the show and good luck tomorrow against, uh, against Carlton. Good on you, Jack.
Thanks, Aaron. 310 at the Witten Oval for Bulldogs fans or for footy fans in general. Check it out for the Pride game. And for more of Nathan Burke's great work, you can find out more at nathanburkeconsulting.com if you're interested in having Berkey's high performance and culture consulting services. We've got the news time coming up with Steph, who's got a North Melbourne polo on today. I didn't know that Steph was a North Melbourne supporter. So she's going along to the game tonight. We'll talk boxing with Paul Upham from Fox Sports very shortly. David Taggart to join me soon. And Vince Crivelli, the CEO of Melbourne United.